Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Can people hear Lima's voice? I just want to make sure they can hear Well, I have voice. to start talking first before... Okay, there we go. Uh, we have some news. The Browns breaking news. They have signed a new center, Ethan Posick. I think I'm saying that last name right. P-O-C-I-C. Posick. Plays for the played for the Seattle Seahawks. Which what did you say? Lowest graded, whatever, da da is position. Oh, I can get that up. Uh, our boy Cleve Tay, who has the grades ready to go at all times, what's no matter the, what. What's the Posick pull at? Uh what we know right now. What do we know? What do we know? What was was that bit? What do we know? What do we do? What do we don't know? Okay, he says fourth worst pass blocking grade out of 40 qualified centers last Ah, year. Fourth worst, so he's not at the very bottom. But he says as a depth piece, as insurance for Harris, not panning out. Uh, Yeah, well, this is the thing, is that I said when J.C. Treader got let go, I said, well, it's going to be an interesting competition. I thought maybe between Blake Hance and him, Mm -hmm. and I, I said... Either way, Bill Callahan likes competition at a position. He likes that. And immediately, oh, it's going to be Harris. And I'm going, oh, leave the offensive line. Talk to me. Boom. Victory lap. I'm taking it right now, Champions baby. Champions pose. Woo! On offense, on backup offensive why linemen. We, why do we not have some sort of a, hold on, let me, uh, let me shift here so I can see all parties there involved. Oh, the new setup. The new setup here, ladies and gentlemen. There you are. Uh, why do we not have a voicer or some sort of sweeper for any time Ken gets into offensive line talk. We could do that. Fine. I don't know who we'd get. Art Donovan talking. I don't know what we'd do. Um, we can figure something out. We can figure something out and do that. Yeah. I, w- how I, wish we I-, knew, I wish we knew any offensive lineman at all that could do that voicer yeah. for oh. us. Oh, how 
how that's, petty that's am I point. that I went through and liked some of the tweets today? Good. I like that. Like, oh, it's going to be Nick Harris. And I'll, you know what? I'll name you by name here. Here we go. Uh, Jeff Mann back on 315. Called it's out, 100% Jeff. Harris. Paul Spencer. Oh, really, man? Paul Spencer. Nah, Nick's got the gig. Jim Lovelace. Nick Harris is starting. No comp at all. Marcus Bagwell. Buff don't kink shame. Oh, wait. That's not about <laughs> That's not about that. How about Buff Bagwell and us are friends now? We're like buddies. At least I haven't muted saying. him yet. Now, he is very active. So I think he works out, goes to Twitter, works out, goes back to Twitter, and then works out while on Twitter. Boom. Boom. Market. Here we are. Market Alexander so Bagwell. Mob feeling so good. I got, boy, I bet my gut's been right. Now my head's been right. So it's weird. I was, boom. It just shows you how much, uh, this is just me now, how much I think Deshaun Watson is better than Baker that I was starting to get really worried. Mm. Not really worried. I knew the offensive line wasn't going to fall apart mm. with Petonio. I, I, I didn't think, even without Treader. I didn't think it was totally going to blow up in our faces. But I was nervous with Baker that I had seen him start to fall apart and start to get very frenetic and a little loosey-goosey back there in the pocket as that offensive line was not perfect last year. It was perfect. It was the best offensive line you could ever have. In our lifetimes, guys, I don't know that we're ever going to get an offensive line that we had, A, the Hoyer year, the first seven games or so, right. or the first nine games. And then last, uh, two, two years ago, the second half of that year, I mean, Baker didn't get touched. And the stats actually bore that out. Normally, my eyes don't necessarily match the numbers. And then people have gone back and looked, and they said, actually, uh, that offensive line was the number one graded offensive line in pass protection that year. And they were pretty good in run blocking, too. They actually were the rare combination. Ken, how often do we get offensive lines – that do both exceedingly well. Very rare. They did that the second half of 2020. Very rare. I don't know that you're ever going to have that good of an offensive line again. No, you probably won't. Especially Conklin now coming off the injury. I'm just not expecting that. Wills, I just don't know. I, I think, think, give me some confidence on Wills, Kenny, because I'm a little nervous. On Jedrick Wills, I want to see him. I want to see him healthy enough to play a full season again. You know, he was, you know, we talked about Baker. He was hurt from week two. Well, Jedrick Wills was hurt from week one. Yeah. And I think it made him, I think the ankle injury, watching his feet, I think it made him a little, I'm going to use an L word here, and people are going to get triggered. Don't. It made him a little lazy because he had to compensate for things, and then it just, it got sloppy. His feet got sloppy. And there's like this, I forget what it's called. Joe Thomas could tell you. There's like this weird backdoor Olay move that a lot of linemen like to use. And to me, I think it's a little cutesy. I don't like it, but I saw him use it more and more where they basically like they let you in the front door and then slam it in the back door. And you have to be able to move still a little bit. And that's why I was surprised he was doing it so much. And I think it's because of the foot injury somehow or the ankle injury, which doesn't make any sense. But I just saw him more willing to push forward on guys in 2020 than I was in 2021. So it made me worried about Jedrick Wills there and the injury. So in 2022... If he's healthy, I think he'll be able to use his body better, but his feet got to get back with him. Um, with Wyatt Teller, I have no problem. Joel Batonio's a borderline Hall of Famer. I have no problem. Mm-hmm. The center position is going to be an interesting position. And over at right tackle, I mean, what is Jack Conklin 
going to be coming back. They re-signed Chris Hubbard, by the way. They're going to give him a yeah. chance to – they love Chris Hubbard. My mm-hmm. God, do they love him. He must be – got to tell you, he must be a sensational teammate. Well, he's I, a utility man. Yeah, but, I mean, you hear from what Kevin Stefanski says, there's certain players that become pet cats. You ever heard that term, Tone? Yeah. Where, oh, okay, yeah. where it's like an evil villain who pets the cat. Um, Jim Leonard. Yeah. Coaches have their pet cats, and I think that Chris Hubbard has become a bit of a pet cat for – and that's fine. That's That's not a demeaning thing. It's just it's one of the things like that that he's he's one of the coach's guys. That's a special guy right there. And I think Chris Hubbard is a special guy to Kevin Stefanski. And so if he's a special guy to Kevin Stefanski, I'm I'm assuming he's a special guy to the rest of the team. Well, do you think Callahan's gotta be looking now he's down the road now, right? Yeah. We and we didn't even know if he was going to stay at Yeah, one I thought we were point, losing right? Callahan the offseason. Yeah, what because of his son? Right. Yeah. Do, do you think there's anything where he goes like this is a guy I can turn into an O-line guru in in my own vein. He's got he's got a the player? skills. Yeah. Where he's like, okay, I'm going to start oh, I, I'm not teaching sure about, this guy now uh, about how to. Maybe. Uh, maybe. How to translate to the next level. So maybe. Because, you know, we saw it. We saw it with Joe where there were. Well, they had. They had their own O line coach issues where they lost an O line coach right at the beginning of the season, basically. In yeah. 2016, 2017. And Joe kind of had to take over, like coaching the O line, right? Like what I yes, what I love so much about offensive linemen is that it's such a they're usually the best communicators, and they make good coaches because they're good at communication. They're good at, at layman's terms. They're fun. Uh, that you know everything you think about what an offensive lineman does. A lot of uh, basically their entire lives are defensive. You know, you're you're protecting somebody else. You're protecting another issue. And then because of the work that they do, they end up becoming very good coaches. They end up becoming very good communicators. Now, yeah, I know Pat Shermer was a center. Okay, I get it. But they usually become very good communicators in that way. And you could tell, like, like Joe Thomas, they listen, they learn. Joe Thomas does some good teaching. I think Joel does some good teaching. I'm so interested in offensive lines and in, in offensive linemen. All right, I want to know this. Cut the crap, Carmen. All right. I want to know right now. It's my new segment. Uh, I love it. With the new eight to ten pages that Greco talked about. <laughs> that, that should be our podcast. Then. The eight new eight to, to ten, 10 pages? pages in the playbook that the Browns supposedly will have with Deshaun Watson in the eight to ten games he's eligible this year. I want to know. I want to know right now. Yeah. How he makes the offensive line's job different, if not easier, this season. Well, if he just knows where to go with the ball, yeah. or, or he, but you have to develop a chemistry. And that might take a little bit of time. Does he but... take the rap on him from some Browns fans when I very, very uh, outspokenly wanted him for the last however many years yeah. was he runs himself into a bunch of sacks. He does create some problems where there may not be any sometimes. Well, Baker Mayfield ran himself into sacks. He was he did. the highest rate. Yeah, course. last year uh, he did. Last year. Nine of them. Yeah, yeah the highest rate. So... <laughs> Um, you know that that's a criticism. You're right, but if he's an elite quarterback and he knows where to go with the football, it should make things. He can make up for it. Yeah, it can make things a lot easier. But hey, man, like I don't. There's there's bound to be some ring rust in there. There's bound to be some uh, yeah. some problems in there. I mean, he, it's been a while since he's been back in, back on a football Isn't field. That crazy. How many quarterbacks? God, how many players in the NFL have just missed seasons? And it's not because of a suspension. That's not why he missed any games last year. He was going to miss them. Not because of injury. Not because of injury. So the ring rust thing is very interesting. Do we expect him 
to get better? And is there a chance? I know he's been working with his quarterback guru, Quincy Avery. Okay. And the reason that I was like, I, I remember I had heard Quincy Avery on a podcast like three months ago. And I, I don't know if you remember this. I said, again, his quarterback coach seems awfully confident. No, your quarterback coach that is his always co- confident. No, no, that his quarterback's going to play. Like, it wasn't a matter of, hey, is he going to come? It was like, no, we're pretty confident going into this that he's going to play this year. Yeah. And what I had heard from Joe Burrow mm -hmm. and his quarterback coach was that Joe Burrow has increased his velocity by working with his quarterback guy and coming off that injury has actually increased his velocity. And I don't know if you saw evidence of that. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I didn't watch Joe Burrow that closely his rookie year to know whether or not it actually was better his second year. But, I mean, is there a chance Deshaun Watson comes back and is even better? I mean, there's always that possibility. He's young enough where why not? But I also wonder, you know, what's it going to be? Because there's always a big difference with live bullets coming after you and guys trying to end you. So there's always going to be a difference. That's why, like, I I don't know if I expect him to go for 405 touchdowns his first game back. Mm -hmm. Eventually you need that. You're paying him $230 million. So, yeah, you're looking for 404 touchdowns or five touchdowns a game. That's what it is because you're going to need to do that. But I also I also think that, you know, quarterback coaches, no offense to them, it's part of their job. I, I do take with what quarterback coaches say with a grain of salt. Uh, they are always overly positive about their quarterbacks. Like George Whitfield, and this isn't to disrespect George Whitfield, George Whitfield said that Johnny Manziel was going to change the entire look of the NFL. Well, he's a quarterback's coach. And, and if, jo- if Johnny Manziel were to do well, George Whitfield gets to use him as advertisement for the rest of his life. I don't blame George Whitfield for saying that. You're a coach. You're supposed to believe in your players that you're coaching. So I don't blame him for a second for that. But they always are notoriously coaches, trainers, anything personal is always going to be a bit of a cheerleader for their for their client. And I think that that's going to be a little bit of a way for Deshaun Watson. But I don't blame him for saying any of that. I just take it with a little mm-hmm. bit of a grain of salt. But he it could absolutely be better. I mean, it's been a year of no hits, too, so he's obviously going to be fresh. Boy, the other thing about quarterbacks that has definitely, with all the tiers and the rankings that come out, I don't know that we talked about quarterbacks this way. Like, when I was growing up, late 80s, 90s, uh, quarterbacks just tended to stay forever where they were in, like, whether they were good or not, like, guys were serviceable. I remember Bubby Brister. Bobby Brister. Yeah, bad guys got like five or six years. Yeah, even the bad ones, you just kind of stuck. And now this year, yeah. now in, in today's age, I mean, you're moving on from guys. One, Baker had good year, bad year. Pretty good year, pretty bad year. Mm. You're done. Next, on to the next one. And you are seeing teams consistently more eager to move on than ever before. The Jared Goff thing, I think, really helped people understand. Then Andrew Brandt tomorrow morning, 840. Double nice. A. Boom. Boom. Well done. Well Boom. done. Um, but the way we talk about quarterbacks now and try to evaluate whether you're elite, whether you're top five, whether you're top ten, Deshaun Watson pretty early on, I, I was ready to say this guy seems elite. Now, I did the same with Carson Wentz. Obviously, I was wrong. Carson Wentz did not turn out to be elite, and we don't even know if hey, he, I guess he's proved to be a capable well, starter, but he does not look remotely elite now. Deshaun Watson, what are the odds that he is top five? What are the odds that he's top ten? 
the odds that he's top five, I mean, that's that's a tough Seems like everybody's just assuming Justin Herbert's in there, but don't you have to actually prove that on the football field? Yeah. Week in and week out. But scouts, man. I know. Scouts and guys yeah, they who know a hell of a lot mean, more than me. But top they 10, I would feel pretty good about. Top five, that's eh, a little tough. But top 10, I, you should feel pretty good about him being able to be there. The last time we saw him on the field, he was anywhere from four to six, and everybody's But ready. everybody says, how'd they lose all those games? How'd they lose all those games? It's they like, traded away their team. Yeah, I know. Their, their team sucked. Their team sucked, and I, I guess- went back. I went back when when we officially got him, and I was I put together an open for it. And the guy, I can't remember the guy's name. It wasn't Brandon Cooks or anybody like that. I mean, it was. You're like, who the hell is he throwing to? I have no clue who the guy was that kept popping up. Every, was it Darren Fells? <laughs> no, but Darren Fells was in there. Yeah, but yeah, Pharaoh Brown. No. Oh. I, I, oh yeah, Pharaoh. It was like Cooper or something. The guy's last name was Cooper or something. Cooper? No, not Duper. Mark Duper. Mark Duper. The Marx Brothers. Super Mark. Super. Wait. Super Duper. Super Mark Duper. Mark Clayton. Mark Mark Clayton. The Marx Brothers. Mark Duper. John Clayton. All right. Can you give me the three amigos? R.I.P. Oh, hold on for a damn second. Dusty. I'm glad you reminded me. Vance Johnson. Whoever that. Ned Nedelander. Who was that bastard? Remind me this. I got to bring this up with a regular show. Who was that bastard who called in during coming in hot and said that I feel bad now that I made fun of John Clayton for being wrong and now John Clayton's dead? And I said, that wasn't me, friendo. That was the tone master general. How did I, I do You didn't it? make what fun did of I him, do? but you didn't make a big deal what about him being wrong about Russell Wilson. You guys all made a big deal about a guy. And I said, hey, that's a legend. Be careful. And then on Friday, I'm listening to coming in hot and uh-huh. some guy, well, Ken, should feel bad. About yeah, you should John Clayton. I go. I didn't say that about John Clayton. It was absolute opposite. Yeah, I mean, you let Clayton have it. There's no doubt. No, um, I didn't. I did not let Clayton have it. Yeah, I you... did not let Clayton have it. I let you have it, and and Owen have it. Uh, you tried to bury him. I didn't let John. Cl- Shut up. I didn't let John have it. Sorry. Would you want me to tell a Michelin Man story yet? Or are we still talking quarterbacks? I was Browns? trying to think of. So I asked you what the three amigos who they were, and oh, I yeah. I could remember the triplets. Dallas. Uh, okay. What Tony, were... uh, Br- uh, Troy Aitman, Emmett Smith. No, never heard of Michael him. Michael Irvin. Or Michael Irvin, the playmaker. He also had Alvin Harper uh, there. Alvin Harper. Alvin Harper was good. <sighs> did the Washington Redskins, you remember that team name? Whoa. Did they have the Hogs? Watch it. I know they had the fun bunch early in the 80s. They had the Hogs. Who did they have? And the Hogs. Who did they have in the late 80s? Uh, the, the Mark Rippon team in 90, was it 92? That no won idea. the Super Bowl. I swear to you, there no was idea. a nickname for the wide receivers, and I cannot remember them, and it's bothering me. I th- how many syllables is that word? They're former. And the guy used to say, touchdown, Two. Washington touchdown, Redskins. Touchdown, Washington Redskins. That's what he used yeah. to say, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it's true. Did you ever notice that? We just had to dump this whole podcast. Are you yeah, you can't, no, say, you can't say any of that. I don't want to talk about that part. That's okay. Never Better hope we don't start talking about Miami University. Or is it the University of Miami? Mix that one up all the time. Don't do that on a Mac broadcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, do they get mad? They have oh. a specific way that you oh, yeah. you can not, their notes. You cannot well, you call know. them you cannot call them Miami, Ohio. Mm-hmm. There's a way that they have to I have to go back. But they have a what? whole disclaimer. OU has something like they don't like you calling them OU because Oklahoma. Or something like that. Even though that it's one of the things where people go, OU, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Which is 
you know. And I remember there was a shirt, and instead of the Ohio State University, it was Ohio, the State University. Oh, God. I get it. Be okay with my These people get very prickly. Yeah, they do. They really do. I correct people when they say Akron University. It's the University yeah. of Akron. You, that's, that's a biggie. The University mm-hmm. of Akron. How's their new coach doing? Formerly Bookdale College. What? Do you think they should go back to the name Bookdale College? No, I don't. Their new coach is... Moorhead. Jo- jo- Joe Moorhead. Yeah. From Moorhead uh, State. so far he's doing all right. Okay. I think. I just want to well. check in on him. I thought we were going to go to spring practice. I, I don't know. Somebody reached out to me and then that kind of got... We haven't heard a like, damn squashed. thing. Maybe it's like winning time. Maybe he wants a closed practice. Oh. Oh, mm-hmm. caught up on the latest episode. I did. Yeah, I didn't huh? get to see it because I just saw a set of, uh, I saw a woman topless. Yeah, and I knew to turn to tell Axel to turn away, and it was a good thing I did. I go, well, can't watch this yet. There's no way that Jerry West was this this much of a mess, right? Boy, I heard they painted him out to be a real jerk. But that no, but they are painting him out to be a guy who cares almost too much about winning. Yes. He kept losing like, to the Celtics. I would think he cares a lot about winning. Yeah. He's one and nine in NBA Finals. I'd like to see the actual MVP trophy that he has absolutely decimated. Yes, he has. That yeah, he finals continues MVP to throw that trophy. thing around. He, he's beaten it's like a running the gag. crap out of it. No kidding. Huh. Okay. You got anything else before I tell the quick Michelin Man? Go story? ahead. It's not a long story. Go ahead. It's a very short story. And it's not, by the way, I couldn't find the uh, episode where I was a drug mule. Hmm. Why has that been uh, has that been washed from the uh, records? The fifteen year old drug I, mule story. I am not in charge of the records. I was fourteen I years old on the drug mule. I don't know. I couldn't find it. Um, at least it was wasn't it in scrubbed. The, well, I don't know if it was scrubbed. I, I, I don't think it was put in like the description. I'm I did to get notice nervous. the ATF was throwing ladders up to the window to come in and take that. Well, those drugs are twenty years old now. Twenty one years old. So I don't know if you're going to be able to find them. <laughs> can can drugs go bad? In 21 years? Uh, depends on they the, can evolve. the drugs. What uh, do you think? And how they're seasoned and stored. Ah, okay. They, these are not stored in coffee grounds. <laughs> you know. This is in an old Adidas bag. See, what you want to do is you want to lather them in a pound of butter. Anyway. so <laughs> well, That's how you travel with them. Somebody said what? it was great to turn on the TV. They tweeted it at you and me. So it was great to turn on the TV every night and see the Michelin Man. And, of course, I liked it because I don't. Wait, uh, Ken Ganley Kia girl doesn't look that bad. What do we? Whoa! He was referring to me being the Michelin oh. Man. Oh! And I said that my buddy's brother, who was still my buddy at the time, uh, thought he was the Michelin Man once on acid. <laughs> okay. And so my buddy Danny, I'm going to try not to say last name. Acid, which me I, if I say last name, I don't I, want to say last I name. Just, I don't know what his last name is. I have still not dabbled. What if his name is Danny? In acid, but I, I. I want to hear this story and determine once and for all if it's right. something I want to do. So at least DMT. I have my buddy Danny who lived down the street from me. It's him and his brother Matt, and you know we all hung out. Was, you know I told you last time we were doing. The, I think it was the last podcast on Thursday about all the kids and how they turned out in the neighborhood. Right? We went. Yeah. We did a whole roster. Yeah. We did the roster of kids in the neighborhood. So <laughs> Danny was when when we were kids. Danny was a chub, little chubby, but he's never been like he's never been like me. Uh, and he's certainly not like that now. He's thin, very thin, Danny is. Danny lives across the street from the old duplex that my parents used to live at now. Danny's a great guy. Anyway, Danny um, Danny used to sleep very late, hang out in his room a lot, you know, a lot of computer stuff, things like that. Danny's a little bit of a nerd, but he's a, he's our good buddy, man. He's a cool dude. Anyway, he's one of my groomsmen, by the way, Danny was. So 
Danny was in his room one day, and Danny was wearing, like, basketball shorts and, like, a white undershirt. And he's just sitting there. And his older brother, his, his older brother and his buddy were upstairs. They dropped some acid. And so the acid starting to set, started to set in. How long does that take? I don't know. I have no idea. They were. I looked on the back of a package of acid. And once. what does it yeah. say for directions? On the blotters, what's yeah. it say? Yeah. Well, it depends on your weight. Oh, okay. Okay. But I think it's 15 to 20 minutes. He's wow. Making a, he's making a Your joke. He's looking at him like he's serious. <laughs> well, I was wondering what the packet said. Well, if well, it lasts longer than acid. four hours. Yeah. So they do the acid. They come downstairs. As the story goes, they both they, they re- his brother remembers it, and he remembers it, obviously, too. He's sitting there at the computer table. He doesn't even notice them. He's sitting there at his desk at his computer in his room. His room is always messy. And he, like, looks over, and his brother and his buddy are in the doorway, and they are crying, laughing, but they can't make a sound. They are laughing their asses off. And Danny kept going, like, what? What is your problem? What do you want now? What is your problem? And finally, his older brother, like, was able to get his wind enough to say, Michelin Man! (laughs) And Danny looked at himself, and he's wearing a pair of white basketball shorts and a white undershirt and they thought he was the Michelin man sitting at his computer desk in his room. That's the Michelin man. I told you it wasn't that long of a story or even a great story. So the guy who said he's the Michelin man go, actually, uh, my buddy, his older brother thought he was the Michelin man back in the day when he dropped acid. Okay, I don't know if you want to go into detail on whether or not there's been personal use. Of in me? Your, yes. No, I've heard John Asson. Okay. I told you that. Because I wanted to know the hallucinatory, uh, if, is that a word? I mean, I don't want to get the into nature. all the, the drugs I've done or not done. But... The, the nature of that, like, are you in a scared situation? Oh, I, are you... I assume that's all the... the or is it, a ple- is it a pleasurable, uh, can't believe he looks like the Michelin Man, or is it a, I'm freaking terrified and wigging out? They were laughing. Oh, okay, they were They good. were laughing, crying laughing. That he looked like the Michelin Man, <laughs> and he—they thought he was. They like knew it was Danny, okay, but they thought he was the Michelin Man. And then I guess one time during that trip, especially, the older brother got freaked out because because good. I guess good trips can turn into bad trips. <sighs> his buddy melted into the chair, and so he's like reaching for his body. Like, hey, hey. You're in the chair, and he's like, I'm not in the chair, I'm not in the chair. Like that type of thing, yeah. Crazy stuff. I know, and you heard that story. I did. Should that make me want to try it or not try Of course, now I'm going to be responsible. I thought we talked Parent about this in the before. future. Uh, We're going to go on the Roger Sterling trip. I don't think I can now. I have too much responsibility. You'll be in your 50s when you go on the, well, your kid will still be. Kid will be like four. Well, if they're away at camp. <laughs> Four and a half months. <laughs> yeah. Oh, kill me like so, four. So, I mean, I guess if they're at camp, right? There's no harm. Yeah. There's no maybe, harm in doing Maybe a the in-laws take them on a uh, long vacation. Maybe they go down to... Well, will it be legal by then? As long as... As long as you're accompanied by somebody who knows what they're doing? You're saying acid or, or hallucinogenic? Certain hallucinogenics. Yeah, certain ones. Natural ones. Yeah, well, it require supervision by the state. The kids are going off to camp. We're going to do a little acid. We go right to the acid. (laughs) 
Giddy up. We sent him away and you gotta go, time. You got to go on a guided trip. That's the whole well, thing. Well, that's what I'm you saying. Super what if you end up at the kid's camp, though? Well, oh, now show, that would be a story, story so wouldn't happens it? happens at uh, the place where you're supposed to drop acid is right next door well, to the camp. I think we found a, a business model. It's yeah. a twofer. It's- drop the kids off. Experiment away. I kind of wanted. No, I mean, you know what? I'm kind of nervous now. I always kind of wanted to go like one time in my like if I make it yeah. to sixty, let me go on a guided trip. And now I'm like, ah, I don't know. Well, you do. It. You know, part of it is just, and I don't know if it's TV, movies over the years, or just just going over the written accounts, uh, or talking to your idiot friends who've done it. You kind of feel like, man, I'm given one time on this earth. I want to access parts. Of my brain and my spirit that I wouldn't have otherwise accessed. Well, there's, there's, I've listened to a few podcasts on this. Sure. Uh, There is a way to do this where, and it, your diet has a lot to do with it. I mean, there, you can. Am I prone to bad trips? You can, eh, it's not even the bad trips. It's, it's the enjoyment of, of what you're getting out of it. There's ways where you can skew the numbers, I guess, and not really skew that, but ensure yourself a better experience. Okay. Should uh, I go on a diet to do the acid? I don't know that you <laughs> even want to do acid. I love that. That's the motivation. I mean, there are things. There are things that are different than acid that give you. You can do ayahuasca. Wait, let's, or, let's, okay. So, so DMT, over time, Ken loses two hundred pounds to o- do acid. Over time, that's, that's the headline. The so, is it for family? No, friends? No, no. career? No. no, acid trip? Hell yeah! Now, worth are it. you are you making this public? And is there a point where people are seeing? They're like, oh, Ken's close to the ad. Like, and Lou goes. Ken's only twenty five pounds away uh, what from the, the acid trip. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this turns into a great bit. Um, oh the, my the, god! The yeah. problem is the company's not going to be cool with no. this. And why wouldn't the company no, be cool not. with it? I mean, the company should want to support us on our journey. And you know, I remember, and it wasn't to acid. hire enlightenment exactly. And and for us to be able to be more, uh, be able to talk about these things in a more cogent manner. I remember. Was Burt Kreischer was given Molly. He was yeah. slipped Molly from, uh, who was it? Ari, uh, the, the comedian. I can't remember I his last name. Yes. And, and so uh, Burt was not happy. Burt's wife was really upset because mm-hmm. you cannot drug people. You cannot, you cannot put people on drugs and not notify them of this because uh, Burt had other things and other responsibilities that day that he had to do. But instead, his friend and another comic who doesn't really have barriers was like, yeah, I'm going to slip my friend Molly and have him do a podcast. Ari Shafir. Yeah. That's it. And Ari got in trouble. And not, like, comedians can't really get in trouble. You can't unknowingly give people drugs. But that's what I mean. It's actually illegal. Like, you could press charges for that fairly easily. But, of course, so could Chris Rock. He could press charges on his good friend Will Smith, I'd be more upset if you slipped me drugs than if you slapped me in the in the face. Put it put it on the pole. I'd be no, I'm not putting it on the pole. I would be. We gotta know, Ken. I'd not. Okay, now we did not. Uh, by the way, I do have to criticize the show and myself. One of the maddest times I've ever been at Liz was when she put ketchup in my uh, macaroni and cheese. Oh almost. my god! I gagged and I got without mad. notifying go, you, you either. Bri- yeah, because she was like, "You don't like it." I go, "No, it's disgusting." And yeah. then she like w- tried to Trojan horse me. That's and a I trust issue it. going forward. And, oh, I did. I go, I go, you're breaking trust. This is a Don't pact. do that ever again. 
She goes, it's mac and cheese. I go, I don't care. If you're willing to do it for that, that's just the beginning. So it all starts. That's a gateway to doing just acid. ridiculous things. And not acid. only acid, Ricin. having Liz do acid with other men. Yes. I mean, that is, that's the next oh, logical yeah. development here. So we talked for well, you four. You got to think about that, don't you? We talked for four hours yesterday mm. about that slap. Today, Will Smith comes out with an apology overnight. We didn't even mention Who it. Who cares? I kind of said the same. How does Will Smith not do a video? What do you mean? Oh, I want to remind Will everybody. Will Smith is a movie star. He has no issues communicating. He is someone who's been a pop artist, a rap artist, a mogul. He has no problem conveying his thoughts. How do I get a written statement out it's of Will Smith? Because it's, it's more permanent. A written statement you can find on Google Images. I think a video goes a lot, yeah, a lot longer. Do you think fine. he butchers the video? No. But, you know. Um, and we've gotten nothing out of Chris Rock. I now, maybe you'd say Chris Rock doesn't have a reason to apologize. Maybe you could say the alopecia joke. Uh, I do have another problem with the alopecia joke. Now I that can't I've believe to you're going to bring this up. I don't know if you should bring this I up, will. man. I will. All right. So as somebody who talks about hair loss all the time and has experienced hair loss, uh, okay, her condition is an autoimmune disorder. Yes. So there are other factors more so than just hair loss. But do short people not get victimized by comedians all the time is that a condition or is that just genetics are genetics we go after people all the time for how they look uh whether somebody has rosacea aaron Kraft got made fun of that all the time is that a condition i want to know what the boundaries are now for making fun of somebody and a lot of people had her back because of alopecia but i would ask we have all sorts of genetic issues in our lives we get made fun of for our looks all the time. Uh, who is it that uh, for many years, uh, I miss she's still, uh, who's Julia Roberts married to or was married to? Lyle Lovett. Lyle Lovett. Is he not made fun of for his looks for a decade on late night TV? Did he have the right to go up and slap Jay Leno for all? What about all of us for all the Johnny Carson and the river jokes? Can we go up to Johnny Carson and slap him on stage? So I'm just asking the question, can we think think about this a little bit more? Are we going to have a dividing line? You're okay to make fun of them for this, but not this. And I guess with Dave Chappelle, we are doing this with a whole trans community. So I want to know going forward how we we walk that tightrope. That's all. Something to think about. Okay. I am told that it was the posse. The posse was the talented wide receiver crew for the Washington Redskins. And you can't say posse anymore. You can't say posse anymore? No. Don't you remember LeBron James talking about that? Yep. Really? Can't say posse. Why was that? I don't even remember the issue. I did not know that. I believe it gives a connotation of... um, That's whatever. Fine. Negative. They are up to nefarious... Things. <laughs> is there anything else you would like to discuss? Uh, no, that's I'm pretty good. In this manner to you, I'm Hello. getting interesting feedback on Twitter when I ask the question: Have the Cavs ticket people hit up oh Tommy's wife yet? Definitely, some discretionary income up for grabs. Read the responses; you'll enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.